Welcome to the Team Building Podcast, where you'll learn how to build a dominant real estate team in your market. Featuring masterminds with team leaders and mega agents, plus in-depth interviews with operations managers and marketing directors of some of the top teams in the country. You'll learn the latest methods to generate and convert leads, streamline your operations, recruit and train better agents, and raise your profit. And now, here's the latest team building podcast. All right. So I had that video created about 14 months ago. This is the first time I ever got to play it publicly. So how did it go? Was it okay? It's kind of fun, sure, upbeat. For those that don't know us, uh, we represent Elite Real Estate Systems. It's a coaching organization, modern coaching for the modern agent. And we have a lot of other businesses as well. So they gave me 30 minutes today. My goal in this 30 minutes is to get through it in about 24 minutes and give you guys six minutes of Q&A. So be thinking throughout the entire presentation, anything you want to challenge or any follow-up questions, I'm going to try to build in time so that we can go through some questions at the end. Um, I'm very grateful, first and foremost, to Boomtown for having us out here today. Uh, This is our 10th year that we've been at Boomtown Unite. So it's really exciting for us to essentially be tenured here with Boomtown and watch them go from a mastermind of just a small handful of people to now hosting thousands of different people from across the country and across the world. So let's give them a quick round of applause. So one of my favorite quotes, uh, the Jim Rohn quote, your level of success will never exceed your level of personal development. Um, I get asked a lot of times, how did you get to where you are today? And a lot of times I tell people they don't want to know the answer. So anyone in the room that succeeded at a high level, and this could be in sports or business or personal relationships or health, you know what you had to put in to get to where you are. But other people don't know. And they make excuses as to why you were successful. And so today, I'm going to share with you somewhat of a roadmap that helped us get to where we are, and I'm gonna share first where we came from. So, 2006, I got licensed. Um, I sold eight real estate as an individual agent, full-time for about five years. Who in the room right now is selling full-time? Handful of you. Who here is not selling at all? Who here doesn't wanna ever have to sell another house if they could choose not to? (laughs) So what's unique about our coaching and what's unique about my presentation today is that my goal is to teach people to have the ability to not have to sell if they don't want to. A lot of coaching teaches people how to go get a listing, how to win on multiple offers. We don't teach anyone anything like that. Our goal is to teach people to teach people to do those things. And so it's just a higher level, in my opinion, of business mindset and entrepreneurship. And so in 2011, I had sold full-time just like those that raised their hand, uh, working 70 hours a week, sacrificing way too much, missing way too many birthdays, family events, et cetera. And so in 2011, with the the help of Kevin McGowan, my operations manager, and Andy Cuny, my success manager, uh, we started researching top CRMs and landed on Boomtown. So September of 2011, we launched our Boomtown platform. From 2011 to 2017, we went from 70 unit sales per year to over 700 unit sales per year, making us one of the fastest growing real estate teams in history. I don't know of anyone that's grown faster in units of residential deals. If you know someone, come meet me afterwards. I'll give you a $100 gift card to the restaurant of your choice. Because I keep saying it, I just want to keep validating that I'm not lying. But don't (laughs) yell it out out loud right now, because then it'll be embarrassing. (laughs) So in 2011, we came to our first Unite, and we asked um, our success managers here, 
who we should meet with, who we should mastermind with. And Amanda Howard, she was just in the room. I think she just stepped out. But Amanda was one of the names, Chip Collins, um, a lot of amazing team leaders. And we started masterminding just back to the Jim Rohn quote, your level of success will never exceed your level of personal development. And so Kevin and I started traveling the country. We've been, we've been in two years from 11 to 13, we went to over 50 brick and mortar offices. And now today, 10 years later, I've interviewed thousands of people on our team building podcast. I've been interviewed. I've read hundreds of books, listened to thousands of podcasts myself. And that is truly the difference is the amount of time we choose to invest in ourselves. So we were at an indie brokerage in 2011 when we launched our team and our flagship team was Omaha's Elite Real Estate Group. And the indie brokerage wasn't giving us the ability to expand at the rate we wanted to expand at. And so we ended up choosing to join Berkshire Hathaway in 2015. And when we went to Berkshire, we were at about 15 or 20 agents. And within a year at Berkshire, we grew to be the number one team in the world at Berkshire in 2018. And Gary Keller caught wind of a lot of our successes with our coaching company and our podcast, and of course, the growth of our real estate team, and started talking to me in 2019 and our entire organization. And so in 2020, right amidst the pandemic, uh, February 1st, we launched a Keller Williams brokerage with about 25 agents. And today, about, what are we, 14 months later, we have over 150 agents. We've already expanded into seven cities. And our goal, as far as where we're going in the future, is to be in the top two cities of every state in the next five years. And I'll get into that here in a little bit and why our mindset is there. So we talk about the hybrid tech-powered office of the future. Uh, we built this office prior to the pandemic. Uh, we haven't had agent offices since 2015. Does anyone else in here have an office with no agent offices? No. Hands up. An office with no agent space, but there's an office. Okay, not a lot of you. So what I believe the future to be is that you have a place where people can come together to mastermind, come together for training. Um, you can have your clients come to an office. So this is our, um, let me see the next slide. So this is the client facing side. So when you walk in, this is in Omaha, Nebraska, it's 10,000 square feet. Half of it, about 4,500 square feet, is built for clients. A nice big reception area. You have a director of first impressions who welcomes them to the office, gives them a menu of drinks and food that they can select from, seats them in a conference room that's been reserved by the agent or the ancillary business. Um, and then the person who greets them then calls or texts the person that they're meeting with. So it's a, a VIP experience for every person that comes in the office. And it's not just a real estate brokerage. A lot of times we think of our offices as real estate brokerage offices. It's a we workspace. We pride ourselves on being a tech company in the business of coaching and consulting real estate businesses, including real estate, home, um, home warranty, home inspection. Uh, we have mortgage, title, insurance, investing. And so it's more than just the residential real estate transaction. And so the office has given us that space to be able to help assist the client in all of these things. Um, we also have created um, a high -tech, the high-tech conference rooms. And in each of our conference rooms, we have a 65-inch flat screen with immersive. Have you guys ever heard of Bring Your Own Device, BYOD? So in our conference rooms, you can screencast your device. So we wanted the ability for the agents to be able to come in and bring their they could have their own device. They could meet with a builder or a designer and screencast up on the screen. You can have up to four devices screencasting at the same time. And we also wanted the agents to be able to do video broadcasting. And all of this was thought bef before the pandemic hit. And so, of course, in most states, who here, just out of a show of hands, who has uh, the ability to close without someone physically coming into the office? 
Who had that prior to the pandemic? A handful of you. Nebraska just changed that. So it was probably two months into the pandemic where you were allowed to close um, virtually. So our goal was to give the consumer the ability to do anything that was once done only in a physical realm virtually, as well as the agent. So the agent facing side, the idea was to offer agents touch and goes. So you guys raise your hands from a few of you that said you didn't have agent offices. Well, we do have a place where people can go um, to make phone calls or work on paperwork or whatever. But the most important part of this was to give people the ability to have a, a place to collaborate and mastermind with not just real estate agents, but also all the ancillary businesses that go along with the real estate transaction. Um, we have a video of our office if you go to career.kwelite.com. And it was like a $1.2 million build out. So the space is really nice. Some people probably would say I overbuilt. And the reason for that, again, was we're not a real estate company. We're a technology company. And so we wanted to attract tech business and tech-minded people. Um, we also have a studio in the office, which is unique. Um, I haven't been to very many offices that have that. Who here has a studio or a podcast station? So good, good amount of you. And of course, that's happening a lot more often now with everything that has happened with the pandemic. So our studio is about 300 square feet, and we host about eight podcasts in that studio every week. So all of the companies that we have in our space, mortgage, title, insurance, investing, real estate, all have their own podcasts. And what we've learned is podcasts essentially creates a perception that becomes a reality inside your community. And we just interview people that are in, that in the industry or influencers in the community. And the biggest win with anything you do on social is the people that you tag in, in the video. So a podcast, people call them webinars, vlogs, blogs, they're all the same. The idea is you get into someone else's community um, via the podcast that we record. And so we do the same thing. Um, you saw, I don't know if you could see the entrance sign, but we have a big KW Elite logo. So every closing that someone has with our title company, our mortgage company, our insurance company, or our real estate company, we take a picture and we tag everyone associated with the transaction. So the big win isn't putting it up on your own page. The big win is for the buyer, uh, the clients on both sides of the transaction um, and the agent on the other side of the transaction and all the ancillary businesses because it gets more eyes. So this year, uh, we expect to do over 2,000 transactions as a brokerage. Last year, we ended just a little over 1,000 transactions. And so I know it goes, we went from team of sev doing 70 deals to 700 as a team. We decided to launch the brokerage model amidst the pandemic. And now we're going to close out about 2,000 sides. So a lot, of, a lot of people ask us who we're going after. Last night I had a conversation about recruiting and I think they're talking about that next door right now. I wanted to talk about the three different models that our brokerage tries to go after. The first model is the dependent model. Who here knows what a dependent agent is? Most of your agents are probably dependent agents, right? The dependent agent is the agent that needs help with everything, writing the contract, knowing the dialogue, how to overcome objections, every piece of the business. So when I shared with you that we wanted to expand the top two cities of every state, we want to expand um, by implementing the certified advisor program or the dependent team model in all of those cities to help agents that don't know how to sell, which is most, most agents that are in the industry. The average agent sells seven houses a year. So they obviously haven't been trained well or aren't being held accountable or aren't being provided leads or don't have boomtown. And so this elite real estate systems, this is kind of outlining the different coaching that we offer and we offer it to all of our expansion teams. And so there's lots of different topics that are agent focused 
um, in the training program. Every Monday and Wednesday, we offer agent training and it's live. So we do it out of our studio. We have a $50,000 studio inside of our office. So you have agents in the room. So you get the, your agents participate in the trainings as if they're in the room. There's a Zoom screen so they can talk to the trainer. And Andy Cuny, who's in the back, who you guys could visit with afterwards, is actually the trainer that does all the agent trainings. And then Tuesdays in our office, we do investor training. So anyone that's thinking about building an investment portfolio, we train on that as well through ERS. And then um, Wednesdays, we do dialogue training. And then every Thursday, we teach all of our agents how to build teams. So it's the interdependent model. So dependent is agents that totally rely on you. Interdependent is the traditional agent. Most of you in the room are interdependent. And if you're a broker, you're independent. So when you look at what kind of talent you can attract, first you have to ask who you are. We talked about this, I think, a little bit yesterday. So our brokerage wanted to be able to go after other brokerages. Who here recruits brokerages? One person in the room. So if two people recruit brokerages, it's an aggressive sentence, right? Who, who recruits brokerages? Who recruits individual agents that have never sold before? Who here would take an agent that's never sold a house and to be on your team? A handful of you. So we would as well. We'd take a brand new agent that's never been licensed before. We would take a brokerage of 400 agents who we just partnered with in Long Beach, California. 400 people. And so we wanted to create a platform that allowed us to do that. We could have never gotten here if it wasn't for the coaching organization. And that's a big miss for a lot of organizations. They just bring a lot of people together, but they're not coaching. They're not retaining by offering value, by building systems, by generating leads, by creating a space like the one we created, by teaching everyone in your organization to be just like you. True, true leaders serve their followers by giving them the ability to be just like them. And so it was important to us to truly live by that model, and that's what we're doing today. So that takes me to, it's not about the money, it's about being or becoming the best that you can be. Um, who here has read Millionaire Real Estate Agent? Oh, a lot of you. So on the top right corner, Gary Keller has his quote. It's not about the money, it's about being. I like putting becoming, so I like to call Gary out on that. Becoming's more of an action or a verb, so that you have to actually physically go do something to change yourself. Because the only way we've ever found that people succeed at a high level is if they change themselves and then they change their actions and then the results change. And so everything that we're doing right now in the real estate space and a lot of which we're doing for free, um, like the podcast, like speaking events like this, is to change the way that people think. And the message that I share isn't necessarily a message for everyone. But for those that get it and those that are looking at the trends that are happening in the market right now, I think that they're paying attention and wanting to be ready for the shift. And so my belief is that the real estate commission is gonna to continue to be challenged. Does anyone in the room think the commission's gonna go up? <laughs> Nobody? Who's getting 7% right now? What market are you in, one person? Where? Andy, add that to our list of expansion locations. <laughs> so we're getting six maybe five, I know there's people at four. I believe it's gonna keep going down and I believe big tech companies like Zillow are going to continue to push our rates down and that's fine, it's nothing against Zillow. This is the way that the world is working. This is the transition that we're all gonna to experience together and not very many people are gonna be there when the dust settles. I believe there will be two types of agents when the dust settles. There will be employee agents, so they'll be working for Zillow or Redfin or what other, whatever other organizations decide to have an employment plan. And then there will be hybrid agents 
or agent advisors is what I call them. And an agent advisor is more than just a person that helps someone buy or sell a house. That's very interesting. She's staring right at me, just do, 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 do. Nice job, beautiful mind. So uh, the agent advisor role, one idea behind this is interest rates were at a historic low the last 12 months. And everyone in this room combined has probably sold 50,000 doors. So we have all these past clients. By a show of hands and don't lie, who here reached out to all of their past clients via an email text call to check in with them to make sure that they locked in at a historic low interest rate and refied their loans? Show of hands, who did that? Seriously? Is that not pathetic? Like, Don't take offense to this because you're not different than most groups, but we say you're family. I treat my clients like family and you just screwed your clients out of a half a million dollars depending on the price point of their house. You guys get that, right? If someone's at a 5.75% loan from the house you sold them four years ago and rates were just at 2.75, you know how much money they just lost because you chose to not treat them like family because you treated them like a transaction. The dollar sign you got and then you moved on. So it's not to come down on you because I was the exact same way until I changed my mindset around it and launched a mortgage company. So you think about, I like to use movie theaters as the example. You think about a movie theater, you go in to see a movie, you buy your ticket. I've been told movie theaters don't make profit off the ticket, they make profit off the concessions. So the real estate transaction will be no different. The commission will go away, it's the loss leader. And they make their money off concessions, popcorn, nachos, smoothies. And what are those popcorn, nachos, and smoothies? I've said it several times. Mortgage, title, Insurance, digital marketing services, home inspection, home warranty, landscaping, security, cable, you name it. And the whole play, the biggest um, asset that you have is your database that you didn't reach out to in the last 12 months to let people know interest rates went down to 2.75%. That's your business value. It's not what you sold last year. People think that's how you evaluate a, um, a real estate business. I made 700,000 last year, so my business is worth 700 times five, 3.5 million. That's not how it works, because if you aren't there, for most of you, you probably won't sell that much business again. But where the value is, is in the database, especially if you know your conversion ratios inside of your database. So I think that covers most of what I wanted to talk about. Um, it's a lot to take in, and it's pretty high level, and that's how I want to speak. I'm not speaking to someone that wants to go sell 20 houses, so I hope I don't offend anyone with the message. I want to speak to the future of the industry and how to protect ourselves and our livelihoods. I'm in the real estate business. We're gonna sell 2,000 doors, that's important to me. But what's more important is that when the shift occurs, we don't go out of business like a lot of other companies have, like the blockbusters of the world. Who here wants to be a blockbuster? And so when agents come to me and they'll say, hey Jeff, what lead gen strategy should I start, start implementing? And they're selling 12 houses a year. Honestly, all I'm hearing is how do I stack VHS tapes at Blockbuster? The new release VHS tapes is what you're asking me to teach you. You guys get that? You see that? And there's people that disagree. Who disagrees with me? The commission's always gonna be 5%. No one wants to challenge it. Someone's gotta disagree. Nobody disagrees. They're like scared, I'm gonna call them out. Well, for those that do, come talk to me afterwards because I'd love to understand why you think commission will stay high. Um, I do believe agents are worth it. I argue with my brother all the time who's a FISBO guy and I try to validate to him the value of an agent, a good agent. 
Um, and of course, we know there's lots that aren't, but there are a lot that are, and I 100% believe in it. But I don't believe that how great we are is going to outweigh the messaging that the consumer is going to receive from big tech companies like a Zillow. And so someone's going to say, well, why would I pay Joe 6% when I can go hire Zillow for $500 or for free? What if Zillow doesn't charge a commission? How does Zillow make money? Sessions. Did you guys hear Concessions. Does Zillow have mortgage? Does Keller Williams have mortgage? Think about it. Does the brokerage you're at have mortgage? Does the brokerage you're at have insurance? Property casualty, life, term, health. Does the brokerage you're at have title? Do they have all the other businesses like landscaping companies and roofing companies? If they do, that's great. They should. If they don't, they won't survive the shift. So, our vision of the future was that to survive, you have to create a concession stand. I hate the analogy at this point, but you have to create ancillary businesses that are going to help provide you profit. And so in all of our expansion efforts, those expansion teams create a huge value for the dependent agent model, but it's also to get our mortgage company and our insurance company and our investment company and our digital marketing company on the ground in those locations. So let's open it up. I promised you guys five minutes of Q&A. That's the message today. I really appreciate you guys being here. Um, this is my favorite topic to talk about and it was fun just to kind of ideate. I planned nothing. This is, had a few slides, but I really just wanted to spend my time on stage cha you know, challenging the traditional mindset and I'm gonna go really fast. Anyone that has a question, we need, we need you have to record it? All right, go fast then. Um, and the last thing, we have a bunch of free giveaways for you guys. If you go out to ersloveboomtown.com, we've got our business plan for free. We have tons of free stuff. So you can access the podcast from there, upcoming events. We do a big event virtually, I believe in July. And then we have an in-person in September. So we would love for you guys to come out to one of the events that we host. And we host events for people that want to not sell real estate and build real estate businesses. We don't have any events other than our, our weekly coaching that we offer to our brokerage and our coaching clients, we don't host any events teaching agents how to sell real estate. It's all teaching you not to sell real estate. All right, rock it out fast, as fast as you want to go. Good morning. Would you talk a little bit about the process you used to build your concession stand? Did you acquire companies? Did you start from scratch? And what, what financial input, how much, how, much, how much equity do you have? We cover that in coaching. Well, that's great. I'm also a coach. No, so, so there's three ways to partner and generate revenue. And I didn't know this till 2011 when they were trying, Boomtown was trying to get me to pay 1400 a month, whatever it was then. And the person selling me said, you know, you don't have to pay. You can create marketing service agreements. Now RESPA said you can't do, it's not called in a marketing service agreement. It's like, uh, what is it now? Thank you, strategic partnership. And so we did that from the beginning. So there's three ways to partner. You start off with a vendor list. Vendor list is someone pays you hundred bucks a month to be on your little resources list, right? And that's the least amount of juice on that squeeze. It's not worth it, in my opinion. Um, the, be the second best is to be a strategic partner. And we went to two mortgage companies. We went to Title, Home Inspection, Home Warranty, and we were able to generate about an additional $2,000 a month in 2011 when I was only selling 70 homes. Once we got up to 700 homes, we were getting about 12,000 a month. And that's what we're getting right now. And then the best way is to start owning the businesses. So we track everything. So every deal we ever did, we tracked it so that we knew who we needed to go to to ask for equity and or we wanted to know how much of the business we could control. So if you own a home inspection company and I'm bringing you 450 home inspections a year, I probably have an argument that I should have 10% ownership 
of someone's home inspection company, or I start my own from scratch, but it's all about the who. All these businesses that I rattled off today, I own all of them, I run none of them. I have no title in any business. There's other people that are amazing, some of them of which are in the room, who run all the businesses for me. So no one wants to go down that rabbit hole of starting it yourself, but if you find the right person, a lot of times they'll quit their current you know, job or company that they're running to partner with a big, strong real estate brokerage or team. Does that answer your question? And we do get into this in our coaching program. We actually haven't announced this formally, but one of the things we want to add, so we teach agents how to sell, we teach team leaders how to run teams, we teach brokers how to run brokerages, we teach investors how to invest, and soon, and this is the first time I've ever said this from stage, we're going to teach people to start mortgage companies and title companies and insurance companies and investment companies because these are all the savers. And I think we're the only coaching company I know of that's talking about how to do this kind of stuff. There's a lot of legalities around it. Every state's different. So it's kind of a, a tough one to answer specifically to you, but I can chat with you a little more afterwards if you want. All right, next question. Uh, so if you were just knowing what you know now, if you were going back for a small brokerage, I'm a small independent, which ancillary service would you start first? This is a great question, and the way I answer it, it applies to everyone in the room. I would start the one that I know my team will support the most. So title's the easiest if you're a title state. Title's the easiest because no one cares what title company. Most people aren't like, oh, I love that one title company, right? Agents don't care. It's usually the title company that's in the purchase agreement. Um, mortgage is a little tougher because people have relationships with mortgage lenders. Um, insurance is super easy as well. Property casualty insurance. People don't know the business. There's a lot of money in that business. Who here has been an insurance agent or is an insurance agent? It's like, in, it's $500 a year on every policy. That's residual. You sell one house, you make 5,000 once, unless that person comes back to you. You do an insurance policy, you make 5,000 in 10 years. Take that by 100 transactions, take that by 1,000 transactions. It can grow really, really fast. So really good question. Back here in the corner. Hi, Jeff, how are you? Um, quick question regarding the different companies. How many different states are you in with those different companies? Um, the ancillary businesses? Mm -hmm. Right now we are working on being in five states. We launched all of these last summer, right when the pandemic hit, and there's a lot of legalities around it, but we can be in all of the states. So for insurance and mortgage, it's just a filing. It's like $500 to go to another state. So it's not hard to expand. You just have to have a person on the ground to run that expansion arm. And we would partner with anyone in the room. If you guys have over 100 agents and are doing over 1,000 transactions, we would be open to partnering with you. What else? I think we have three minutes. Launching the goal. There you go. Good catch. Not a great throw. Um, what percentage of your business currently is these uh, adjacent services? Um, because I'll just ask. Because what percentage of my profit? Yeah. The reason I ask is because um, obviously Zillow has targeted, they mm -hmm. said a couple years ago, 75% would be from a 75% mortgage attach rate on Zillow offers. And like right now, it's, uh, there's like a whole Mike Del Prete newsletter that came out. It's 1%. And yeah. it, it's like Spencer Raskoff's like, oh, we're going to do 75%. And they, they changed their aspirations to 33% now. And like they're, they're putting more mortgages on uh, open door houses than they are on their own Zillow offers. And so I'm just curious what your experiences are on the Do you guys know rate. what people make on a mortgage? Who here's a mortgage lender? Couple. What do you guys make? You yourselves, if you own the company, what can you make on a deal? 
Two and a half to three points. That's 3%, the same as your commission they're making on a mortgage. So imagine if you give your mortgage lender three deals a month, they're making 10 grand. How much are they paying towards your Boomtown platform? How much are they paying towards your other marketing ventures? Why not keep the 10 grand yourself? Get your spouse to go get their mortgage license or insurance license. Um, so mortgage is gonna be number one where the most profit comes from. Insurance is second, but it's a long play. It takes 10 years. Title has saved my butt last year. When I launched a brokerage, for those that have launched a brokerage, how long until you're profitable? They say in like the restaurant business, it takes five years. We started to be profitable like maybe a month ago, and we're still paying me back for a lot of the money I invested in the business. Um, but my overhead's huge. So at the brokerage level, it's 100000 a month. Um, all these other ancillaries combined is another 300000 a month. So my overhead across all the businesses I own is about $400,000 a month. Down for that part of your business for these adjacent services. What do you mean breakdown? Like, is it because you're saying that the transaction is going to be the loss leader over time, and then these other services? So, are those currently bringing in like a 30% of your your profit, or? Well, I, like I said, I'm breaking even right now on okay. the brokerage, so they're bringing in 100% of my profit. Okay, gotcha. Cool. Yeah. Got it. And I'm being honest. The brokerage shouldn't make me much. I've told my agents, I would rather. So, going back to the model, and we'll close on this. Um, I told you that there's going to be companies like Zillow that say, hey, we're not going to charge a commission. And how do you compete against that? How about a real estate office that says, hey, we're not going to take a commission? I'm going to, we're going to play them at their own game. My goal in my office, I have 150 agents that pay us a $25,000 a year cap. We've told them it's our number one goal right now when the ancillaries are firing on all cylinders, which I think will happen in the next 12 months, we're not going to take anything from the agent. It'll be free to be an agent in my office, just like it's free for you to use Google products just like it's free for you to use Facebook. Think about it. Have you guys watched The Social Dilemma? That's a homework assignment for everyone if you haven't. That's what this industry will end up doing. Agents won't have to pay anything to their broker because the broker will learn how to make money in the ancillaries, just like Zillow and some of the other big tech companies. You guys, that's time. Thank you. Did you enjoy this? Appreciate you guys being here today. We have a few ERS people in the back. If anyone has any questions for me and or anyone else, feel free to step outside and we can chat as much as you want. Thanks again.